Welcome to Walker of Worlds podcast. My name is Rachel and this is the podcast where we step behind the veil to take a look at some long lost and little known urban legends and spooky stories. When someone mentions Nevada, most people think of Las Vegas. The city dropped in the middle of the desert is a sight to behold with its neon light strip stretching off into the darkness of the mountains. But we're not here to talk about Vegas. We're here to talk about what goes on in Nevada. And we're not here to talk about Area 51 because there's other strangeness out in the Nevada desert. You've heard of the Bermuda Triangle. On this podcast, you've also heard of the Broadhaven Triangle. There's also the Devil's Triangle, or Devil's Sea, out near Japan. But we're here to talk about the Nevada Triangle, a stretch of land that has seen around 2,000 planes go missing since 1960. Many of the crash sites have never been found. Covering around 25,000 miles, this remotely populated area is generally defined as Las Vegas in the southeast, Fresno, California in the west, and Reno, Nevada at the top. Of course, within this mountainous area is Area 51, which is famous for no one really knowing what they do there. So there have been many sightings of strange and unusual things in the sky, and for some reason, lots of aircraft disappearing. Most of the aircraft that have been lost were flown by experienced pilots, leading to speculation as to what has happened over this desolate area. One such plane to go missing was that of record-setting aviator, sailor and adventurer named Steve Fawcett on September the 3rd, 2007. Fawcett, flying a single-engine super decathlon over Nevada's Great Basin Desert, took off and never returned. After hunting for a month for the plane, the search for cut was called off, and on February 15th, 2008, Fawcett was declared dead. Later that year, on September 29th, Fawcett's identification cards were discovered in the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California by a hiker. A few days later, the crash site was discovered approximately 65 miles from where the pilot initially took off. Two bones were later recovered a half a mile away from the crash site, which was found to have belonged to Steve Fawcett. One of the earliest planes lost in the Triangle dates back over 70 years when a B-24 bomber crashed in the Sierra Nevada mountains in 1943. The bomber, taking off on December the 5th, was piloted by 2nd Lieutenant Willis Turvey and co-piloted by 2nd Lieutenant Robert M. Hester, carried four of the crew members, including 2nd Lieutenant William Thomas Cronin, serving as navigator, 2nd Lieutenant Ellis H. Fish, bombardier, Sergeant Robert Bercy, engineer, and Sergeant Howard A. Wonthak, radio operator. The flight was a routine night training mission, taking off from Fresno, California's Hammerfield, destined to Bakersfield, California, to Tucson, and then to return. An extensive search mission began the next day when nine B-24 bombers were sent out to find the missing plane. However, rather than finding it, yet another bomber went missing. On the morning of December the 6th, 1943, Squadron Commander Captain William Darden lifted off with eight other B-24s. Captain Darden, his airplane and the remaining crew would not be seen until 1955 when Huntington Lake Reservoir was drained for repairs to the dam. The investigation into the second bomber's loss stated that Darden had experienced high wind turbulence and began to lose hydraulic pressure. When the captain saw what looked like a snow-covered clearing, he told the, his crew to bail out, but only two jumped. The investigation stated that the pilot must have mistaken the frozen lake for a clearing. However, the two soldiers who parachuted from the plane and survived made statements that the lake was not frozen. When the plane was finally found, it was resting 190 feet below the water, with its five crew members still at their stations. In the meantime, Clinton Hester, the co-pilot's father, Robert Hester, in the first missing plane, began a private search for his son that would last for the next 14 years. When he died of a heart attack in 1955, he had still not found his son, nor any evidence of the missing plane. A year later, however, it would be found in July 1960 by United States Geological Survey researchers working in a remote section of the High Sierra. There, they found airplane wreckage in and around 
an unnamed lake. Later, Army investigators revealed the wreckage to be that of the first missing bomber, piloted by 2nd Lieutenant Willis Turvey and co-piloted by 2nd Lieutenant Robert M. Hester. The lake is now known as Hester Lake. Another military plane went missing on May 9th, 1957, when Air Force Lieutenant David Steves was piloting a T-33 training jet. Taking off from Hamilton Air Force Base near San Francisco, the plane disappeared on a flight to Arizona. After a thorough search without success, the Air Force declared the 23-year-old pilot officially dead. However, 54 days later, the pilot reappeared. Gaunt was gone and dressed in tattered and filthy clothing. He had made his way to a camp in Kings Canyon National Park's backcountry east of Fresno. He described that when something in the plane exploded, he briefly blacked out but came to in time to eject from the plane, badly injuring both ankles when he landed. Dragging his parachute to help him keep warm, he crawled over 20 miles in the freezing temperatures at 12,000 feet elevation for 15 days without food or shelter. Finally, he came upon an abandoned National Park Service cabin where he found a few cans of food and fishing equipment. He then survived by fishing and killed a deer with his pistol. After regaining some of his strength, he, he tried to make it to civilization, during which time he nearly drowned in the King's River before stumbling upon a packed train guide who took him by horse to civilization. Though clearly a brave man, some questioned his story due to his disappearance occurring in the midst of the Cold War and because no remains of his plane could be found. It wasn't until 1977 that Boy Scouts found his jet's canopy, but the plane's wreckage has never been found. In 1941, Lieutenant Leonard C. Lydon parachuted to safety after his army fighter squadron got lost over the mountains. His P-40 fell within a mile of where he landed, in the remote Sikara and Kings Canyon National Parks. To this day, the wreckage has never been found. Another famous case was of missing aviator Charles Ogley, a wealthy real estate developer who took off from Oakland, California in August 1964, but vanished en route to Las Vegas, Nevada. The Marine Corps trained pilot was never seen or heard from again, and his plane has never been found. Although in 2007, during the extensive search for missing aircraft flown by wealthy adventurer Steve Fawcett, approximately eight unidentified plane wrecks were discovered. It was speculated that one of these aircraft could be the Cessna 210A that Charles Ugly had been flying, or one of the several other aircraft that had disappeared over the Sierra Nevada. Though the remains of Fawcett and his aircraft were identified in 2008, only one of the eight other wrecks were partially identified. No follow-up on the remaining seven were reported. The fate of Charles Oglate remains a mystery to this day. On July 11, 1986, Major Ross Mulhart flew an F-117 into a mountain near Bakersfield, California. The cause of the crash has never been revealed. Now, many people talk about this area and what could be going on. Some believe it's aliens, some believe it's the strangeness of the area, some believe it's the desert. Many people speculate that what is actually happening is due to the mountains. So... They have mountains, the air going up and down causes the planes to become off balance and crash into some very remote areas. And of course, it's mountains, so it's very difficult to find them. I mean, we actually have a wreckage here in the UK that you can go and visit that the exact same thing happened to. It's embedded inside of a mountain. And to this day, you can still go and see it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the case of the Nevada Triangle. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And if you like your stories strange and a little bit weird, please do feel free to check out our website at www.roswellpublishing.co.uk. And until next time, stay spooky.